Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. I hope you're having yourself a great day. Welcome to another episode of this beautiful podcast. I want to bring to you guys something that I believe is going to go very well with what we covered last week, which is five ways to strengthen your ability to visualize or build that visualization muscle. Now, I already went over why visualization is important. If you missed that, let me just give it to you one more time. Visualization is extremely significant because number one, you're always visualizing in some way, shape, or form. Number two, your mind only works towards the pictures you give it. And if you're not getting what you want, it's because you are consciously or unconsciously holding on to images that your mind is working towards, like it's working towards a goal, right? And lastly is the entire universe that you're living in is electromagnetic. This entire universe, what you see and do not see, as far as your eyes can go and even further than that, is just electromagnetic energy. And what's significant about that is you are an electromagnetic being, my friend. You are an electromagnetic being. Scientists have now fully confirmed that Everything, again, one more time, everything that we can see and not see consists of an energy with two fields, an electrical and a magnetic. This electromagnetic energy is the basis of the physical world and really the unphysical because it's the basis of the air, of the space in between everything, the space in your room that allows the furniture to be there. It is still there as well. It's really the basis of all reality, if you think about it. Our thoughts themselves are literally electromagnetic impulses of energy. Okay, everything is electromagnetic. And I just said our thoughts are neuroelectromagnetic impulses of energy. With that being said, your brain is literally electromagnetic. It consists of electric energy and magnetic energy, meaning that your brain is magnetic in its very nature. Nikola Tesla even wrote, my brain is only a receiver in the universe. There is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not yet penetrated into the secrets of this core, but I know that it exists. This basically means my brain is magnetic and it not only receives energy, but it transmits vibrations of energy. And this core from which I am receiving and transmitting this energy is an unseen electromagnetic field. So with each thought, you have a direct effect on the electromagnetic charge around you, literally creating your reality on a moment-to-moment basis. But it really does not stop there because our scientists have also built and are still developing sensors to measure these magnetic fields around us. 
and they have determined that the heart is a couple of hundred times stronger electrically than the brain in its electrical energy. But when it comes to magnetic energy, it is 5,000 times stronger. This means that our feelings have a literal impact on the world around us. There is a very intimate connection between the world that we're experiencing today and the collective vibration of mankind. There is a direct correlation in between the pandemic and the wars and just all the havoc that is going on in today's world and the direct vibration of mankind as a whole in mass. In fact, in 2001 on 9-11, whenever um, the planes hit the towers, satellites in, the, in space picked up a shift and the electromagnetic charge of the world. That wasn't a coincidence. That was real. Right? And I forgot when this was, but there was a group of individuals, a lot of individuals, talking like hundreds of thousands of people, who got together and meditated. And the day that they meditated, the crime in the war, in and around that enti the entire, like, I think it was like the world, but please don't like, you know, go call the fact police on me on that one. It may have been the world or maybe that country or something, but all of that crime and the wars and like all of the violence just decreased significantly. And you can go look that up. Just look up like World Peace Meditation Project and you would definitely find something on that. And it is beautiful to see like what it did to the actual world like our collective reality so your feelings are literally the like the paintbrush right they're like the paintbrush but you're holding the paintbrush which is why visualization my friends is so so freaking important i'm reading this book right now titled the nature of personal reality by Jane Roberts or Seth. Seth is the uh, spirit or the higher, deeper aspect of herself that she's able to channel. It's like some Esther Hicks and it's like it's like basically like the same thing as Esther Hicks. In fact, Jerry Hicks writes about um, Jane Roberts and Robert Butts in the intro of the law of attraction the teachings of abraham uh, the teachings of abraham so should definitely check this book out but it says in there i have it actually right here i wrote it down earlier and it says you are hardly at the mercy of a reality that exists apart from yourself or is thrust upon you you are so intimately connected with the physical events composing your life composing your life experience that you often cannot distinguish between the seemingly material occurrences and the thoughts, expectations, and desires that gave them birth. So in other words, the external world that we see is like the fog on a mirror from our breath. In other words, it's not you that attracts certain events. 
It's the world that mirrors your internal world. Visualize yourself speaking on a stage with confidence and feel the emotions you would feel if the event were actually happening. You would inevitably find yourself speaking confidently on a stage in the physical world. Not because you attracted the event, rather because you lit, you just created it. In your electromagnetic field, you radiated a certain energy. And you did that by making it real internally. In the mind and body first. The event is just, you know, an after effect. It's, it's just an expression of what's inside because everything's created twice. So make no mistakes. This is not mere philosophy or new age. This is the science of reality. So I went on a long, very long intro. That was what? A nine minute intro. Oh my God. I don't know how you guys listen to me every week. I wouldn't listen to me. I mean, damn. All right. But let me make this some like value so you can like be like, all right, that nine minute thing was nice. Anyways, I'm just playing. I would totally listen to me. All right. Totally. Okay. Number one is clarity. Have a clear mental picture of what you want. If you're not seeing, if you're not experiencing the things that you visualize, you're probably not that clear on what you want. First and foremost, we can be honest there. Now that you know the significant impact of your feelings, it's very important that you make it feel real. Be real out there. And the way that our mind works is the mind needs a clear picture to work towards. When the mind has a picture, it will work towards it. In fact, the mind always has a picture. Just like I said at the beginning of this episode, the mind always is holding a picture. It's the dominant image. This is your self-image. This is the way you perceive yourself, which is just the way you see the world. Because the world is nothing but a aspect, a reflection of your own projections. So, and not, that's not just my idea. Again, that is literally science. <laughs> that, is the elect, that is the quantum reality there. Is your world, like the life that you experience is a legit big mirror of your own projections. Which is, I know, pretty like... Whoa, mind-blowing and stuff, but it is what it is, right? Sit down. Get your textbooks, because trust me when I say you need them. I said textbooks. I mean, your notebooks. Get your notebooks. All right. So when you have a clear mental picture of what you want, you're able to work towards it, right? Now, this image that you have in your mind that you're always working towards, consciously or unconsciously, is the one you're working towards right now, and you can change it at any time. But the problem is most people create this dominant picture unconsciously by default. They don't deliberately create this picture. However, when you're clear on what you want, you can close your eyes and picture it over and over again. You give your mind a clear picture to work towards. When you're specific, the mind knows exactly what to do. Well, you know, even if you're not specific, the mind will still get you going in that direction. But specifics help. Don't get stuck on that, though. But definitely take some time and get clear on what you want. Number two, the second principle of successful visualization and actually getting the results you want is belief. Believe in the possibility of it actually happening. And what I mean by that is you need to believe in the possibility of it happening in the time frame you give it, especially if you give it a time frame. Because I know a lot of people give goals time frames, especially weight loss goals or financial goals, um, 
business goals and business related or typically time related. So it's very important that you believe that it's possible within that time frame. I'm not saying limit yourself and limit your thinking, but I am saying don't set goals that emotionally feel so incongruent and so unrealistic. Like if you're making a hundred grand a year right now and you're like, I'm gonna make my first million in seven days, like can't make it feel real emotionally. If you can't emotionalize it, you will not normalize that feeling. And if that feeling is not a part of your feeling tone, which is the dominant feeling you vibrate, the dominant vibration you're vibrating at on a daily basis, then you're not going to be able to get it. So have a level of belief and have a level of belief that it's real right now. Like believe that it exists right now. And it does because if I close my eyes, let's say I want a $10 million house, right? I'm going to be super materialistic with this one, but which by the way, there's nothing wrong with being materialistic. I I'm going to have a huge house that makes people mad when they walk by it because they're going to be like, Adrian, what's the point of having a house that freaking big, right? But anyways, let's say I was visualizing that house, right? If I can close my eyes and see it, it exists right now. If I can see it, if I can imagine myself touching the door and physically get a sensation on my hand, it must exist somewhere. If I can see it, I can see it in time. Because I'm a human being that exists in this con psychological construct called time. Right? So I would see it in my human experience in time. And I would see that in space. I would see it in time and space. The idea right here, right now. If, there's a, if there is a phone on a table and you remove the phone from the table, but you still picture the phone on the table, there is still a vibration of that phone on that table. I know that sounds really like, probably lost some of y'all on that one, but trust me, if you can close your eyes and see it, it exists in this moment right here, right now. Okay, get it? Got it? Cool. Now, next is real experience. The nervous system is the accelerator. I already talked about the significance of emotionally feeling the reality of what you want, right? And to really create this stickiness and normalize the event, you got to stimulate your nervous system and no normalize it in your nervous system. Your somatic body has to have the room for what you're asking for. In other words, you got to be emotionally ready for what you're asking for. Straight up, it's very important that your nervous system normalizes the event. Okay, it, it's able to create brand new uh, neural pathways this way, brand new ways of perceiving the world, brand new behaviors, brand new ways of being, which is directly going to create brand new results. Right? And the best way to get your nervous system in involved is to get your senses, all of your senses involved when you're in visualization. If you are driving down the highway, in a Lamborghini in your visualization, right? We're being super materialistic on this one, but if you're driving down the highway in a Lamborghini and you can feel the wind on your face, like, can you actually feel it? Feel the wind, hear the wind, smell the smells of the air, feel the physical sensations of that steering wheel, 
feel your back and your butt sitting on the chair. Like, can you really, the chair, the seat, but can you really, really get your senses involved? If you're, if you're walking on a stage in your visualization, can you feel the ground beneath your feet, the pressure there as you walk? When you get your sensations involved like this, it really make, creates stickiness in it. It creates real stickiness. And again, the number one way to get the nervous system stimulated is to pay attention to the details of the picture. If you pay attention to the details of the picture, your mind is literally convinced that it's a real life experience and it will start to reorganize its resources to create that. So keep that in mind. Next is remain at ease. Less effort, less will, more results. Okay, this is important because our brains and bodies are like machines that run on these automatic impulses from all this data that it's that's been received over time by your sensory organs. And, uh, you know, think about it. when you walk from one end of the room to another, you don't have to consciously engage every single muscle as you walk. Right. You just give you, you just give your mind a clear picture and instruction. And that is get to the other side of the room and voila. Right? Without trying, your body automatically makes all the necessary movements in the muscles and nerves and activates all of the right neurons to accomplish this goal of getting to the other side of the room. Just like a machine, once a goal has been programmed into it, it will automatically respond to accomplish the goal given to it. Just say, I know you can tell there is a dramatic difference in my voice now. I just noticed that my microphone was not plugged in. So, sorry for the quality in the beginning, but let's go ahead and let's dive back in. <laughs> I literally stopped it the moment I saw the fact that I was not even uh, being picked up on the mic. So, don't worry. I remember exactly where I was because I listened to it. <laughs> so... I'm talking about when you give a clear picture to your mind, it will automatically respond to it, all right? Think about it. A computer keyboard is programmed to respond automatically when you press it, all right? Instantly, effortlessly, it creates every single pixel in the letter that you're pressing on the screen. It just, boop. You don't have to do anything but give the computer a clear goal and instruction, all right? And our brains are the same. When we give it a clear goal or a clear picture, it takes that as an instruction and will work on its own to find the most practical means to accomplish it and carry out each task necessary. So keep that in mind. And uh, just keep in mind, too, have a lot of fun with your visualizations, okay? With that being said, like, you don't want to be rigid. Have fun with it, you right? Be in a relaxed state. Make plans, but be flexible, right? Be flexible to other opportunities that may show up, right? Follow those hunches, even if they make zero sense. They're very important things, so keep these in mind. Now, what else? Next, have a childlike wonder mentality, right? Like, be have a complete absence of, ju of judgment. Think about this. When a five-year-old little boy dresses up as Batman on Halloween, everybody else may see that little boy as a regular boy, but in his mind, he is the real 
Batman, and nobody can tell him otherwise. Because I remember when I used to dress up as a ninja, I remember one very specific Halloween. I dressed up as a ninja. I had I was like a blue ninja. My uh, ninja outfit was blue. And I cannot tell you how cool I felt that day. I literally felt like I knew karate on every level. I was walking around like, look, if somebody there looks at my mom's butt, it's Chino Chop, right? Like, I was fully convinced that I was that ninja for that day. That level of playfulness and that level of assumption in, the, in an idea will lead to the emotional realization of it because you're emotionally charging it up. So you're going to end up realizing it. Approach it with an attitude that it, failure is impossible. That's the goal. Next is recall and revisit previous experiences that made you feel successful. This is very important as well. Very important to recall these past experiences that made you feel successful or a sense of accomplishment, right? This was uh, pioneered. Well, I'm not sure if it was really pioneered, but it was really... Um, Shed a lot. Of, this idea was shed a lot of light on by um, Maxwell Maltz, the author of Psycho Cybernetics, and he talked about revisiting past experiences to stir up the emotion of success or like uh, create a positive electromagnetic charge, right? Because remember, our emotions influence our reality through influencing the electro, the electric and magnetic fields around us. Right. So it's easy to see why stirring up or creative positive emotions is a big part of successfully changing your reality. Right. So a good way to do this is when you get into a state of visualization. Closure when you yeah, when you get into a nice state of relaxation, recall a past memory, a past event that made you feel successful, that made you feel brave, that made you feel courageous. Maybe it was the first time you were tying your shoes. It doesn't matter. Anything, any happy moment like that. Recall the moment. Make those feelings feel as real as possible. Like get yourself back in that memory. Really get your senses involved. Feel the emotions from the event. When you feel yourself really charged up, then start picturing a future event and you will be able to like, like carry over the positive feeling into the new image. It's a powerful tool. Next is consistency and repetition. That is the name of the game. Consistency and repetition. Just like in business, the consistent ones win. Just like in fitness, the consistent ones get results. Just like in anything, consistency forces things to happen. Failure cannot persist in the same room as persistence, yo. Our brains create neural pathways with persistence and repetition, right? But then 20 to 63 days is actually like the time frame that we build these neural pathways, okay? And these neural pathways are built as you engage in new behaviors, as you engage in behavior and, you know, you strengthen them. And then before you know it, it's automatically going, right? So it's important to frequently revisit the same picture during your visualization ses sessions, to make sure, you know, you're getting that picture and you're giving your mind a clear goal and stick with it until you realize it, all right? This gives your mind the clarity and time it needs to accept the image is true. When this happens, your inner genius will just carry everything out automatically, right? When you constantly change the picture, 
in each visualization session, then your mind doesn't really get the time nor clarity it really needs. I personally, actually, now that I think about it, I personally don't recommend having any more than like three pictures you focus on at any given time. And when I say three that you focus on, I mean giving each picture sufficient focus each day. For example, my personal practice is is I always have three goals that I focus on. You do not have to do what I do, by the way. I'm not saying do what I do. This is the method. This just is my personal way of doing it. Um, like, you know, say there's three big goals. I want to, I always have three core goals over a 12 month period. All right. So like three big goals. And then I will create three windows of time throughout my day to sit quietly and focus on the picture. I wake up first thing in the morning and then I, uh, meditate for an hour. But for 30 minutes of that hour, I am visualizing for 30 minutes. I'm just sitting and, you know, just quiet, just sitting there. And then for the other 30 minutes, I start visualizing. And then midday, I'll take another 30 minute break and then I would visualize again. And then in bed, I won't take any extra time. It doesn't really require extra time when I put my phone away and I put, you know, I I, uh, wash my face, wash my teeth and like wash my teeth, brush my teeth and I'm ready for bed. I will lay down in bed and uh, close my eyes and visualize as I drift off to sleep and I will drift off to sleep while visualizing. So keep that in mind, but I will stick with three pictures. And I will do it consistently until I start realizing them. And when I realize them, I will either continue to do it in another level or capacity or change my goals. All right. Set new ones. And then lastly, the eighth tip, probably the most important one is alpha and theta state activation. What I mean by that is getting your brain waves to slow down from beta to alpha and theta. A lot of people visualize in, um, beta which is okay but when you visualize an alpha and theta what happens is you start relaxing your mind and body a lot more and what happens then is when you especially start to go past alpha and dip through dip into theta that door in between your conscious and unconscious kind of just swings wide open and in order to make any permanent change you have to change the unconscious right that's not to say you're at mercy of the unconscious because you're definitely not conscious Decision, right? You're like Seth says in um, Seth Speaks is your point of power is now, right? You have power now, but um, power now and power with your conscious mind. I mean, like there's a lot of power in your conscious mind. So don't believe the unconscious is like, oh my God, it's just, I can't do anything about it. You definitely can. All right. But you have to change the wiring in your unconscious mind to change your experience straight up. So with that being said, you want to dip into those states of alpha and theta. And remember, you know, uh, number one, this is just a big resource and not that all of us have, but don't really use is the ability to slow our brain waves down, you know, but um, remember feelings are important to creating what you want. So the, I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, um, uh, chart of consciousness or something like that and it just has like different vibrations for different feelings and the highest feelings were like you know you know like it was like uh bliss uh, uh, enlightenment love peace joy all of those and then the lowest were like shame guilt fear right and um if you look at it the higher you vibrate the better things are in your life right the more higher you vibrate the louder you feel the better things are in your life 
Now, when you're an alpha and theta brainwaves, you can't feel guilty, shameful, doubtful, or angry in alpha or theta brainwaves. You can't bring those emotions with you into these states. In fact, when you stir them up, you dip out of the state. So with that being said, dip into those powerful brainwaves, right? And um, I actually taught you how to do that in my last podcast where I didn't teach you how to do it in the podcast. In the show notes, I dropped a link that took you to my guided visualization process that I use. And I actually, at the beginning of the visualization, you dip into alpha and theta brainwaves. So if you want that, I'll throw it in these show notes too. Just go to www.rewiremythoughts.com slash visualize. And I'll get that over to you. Uh, And I'll put that in the show notes and just check your email afterwards. All right. But those are my eight principles of successful visualization. I hope this helped you. If it did, go ahead and share this episode with a friend, with a family member, with somebody that you care about and you value and you know this is going to benefit them. Me with that review. If you have not hit me with a review, go ahead and hit me with a review and leave me a rating, whichever one you think I rightfully, rightfully deserve. Sorry, guys. It's 7.45. I am tired and I need to go have some dinner. So with all that being said, guys, I will see you beautiful people next week.